Hello, everybody. My name is Steve Byrne. Hi, Steve. You ready to do this? I'm ready. <laughs> Gary and I just pricked our fingers in front of a fireplace. We're blood brothers now. <laughs> Eskimo brothers. Eskimo. I didn't know what Eskimo brothers was. Did you? What is Eskimo brothers? Eskimo brothers is when two guys sleep with the same girl. So, so if you sleep with somebody and then months later I sleep with her, we're Eskimo brothers. Oh, God. Then you have like 30 Eskimo stepbrothers. <laughs> Around the country. <laughs> Around the country, You know what's yeah. funny? When you did that deep voice, yeah. when I was a kid in high school, there Here was a go. guy on a local radio Here we go. station. Is this going to end up with you and tissues story. and a psychiatrist? True story. There was a guy on the radio station. His name was Alan Allman. And yeah. he was like a deep pillow talk kind of guy. Yeah. And, you know, back then there wasn't the internet. You didn't know what he looked like. Yeah. And then it was finally revealed, like he had a black and white picture revealed in the newspaper. And he was just this ugly crow. <laughs> <laughs> it was the greatest. Like you weren't expecting. He had like, a face for radio. <laughs> you were expecting him to be this handsome, suave. Well, there, America, it yeah. is the second, second. episode wow. of the Gentleman's Dojo. Wow. To That's my crazy. left, as always, is... Gary Cannon. Hi. From Detroit, Michigan. Yes, yes. And from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, my name is Steve Byrne. It is a pleasure wow. to be here with you. Um, we're super excited. Did you realize the first episode that we did got the highest numbers ever here at All Comedy? All Gary. Yeah. You don't even know what it's... It's all things comedy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I anything do a lot comedy of related, you really don't know anything about. But th- it got the biggest numbers. We got uh, nominated Jesus. for a, a Edward R. Murrow Award, um, and then uh, <laughs> a Graham Bell, and then we just got we, yeah, yeah. You got the Pulitzer. I mean, we had almost. I think it. Six, You're up for the Nobel. We had six and a half listeners last show, anyways, which is double of Jesus a Sullivan Christ, and Son go. crowd. Would you shut the fuck up? Okay, good. The, okay, anyways, well, this is fun. Yeah. Okay. So we thought this second episode. Um, I had fun that first episode. I think our chemistry is boom. Sorry? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, so oh, again, this left. is, this is, <laughs> 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 is going to be the second episode where, again, we'll just a little backstory. Yeah. Get to know us. Yeah. Um, again, keep in touch with us. It is at Canon Comedy. Correct. I can't believe you have Two the balls C's. to say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy. Let me just say this. Boy, people Steve going- Burn Live for me. When people asked me about your website and they went to your tour dates page, they said, what does under construction mean? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I thought you had dates up there, but I guess not. Right. Okay. Your web guy is the slowest man in show business. Well, I went to Canon Comedy and I clicked on it and it just took me to Craigslist. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. <laughs> to misconnections. <laughs> to misconnections, yeah. <laughs> now, um, as we established in the first episode, yep. you are a bit of a... <laughs> scumbag. Scumbag. <laughs> Scumbag, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've made my life uh apparent. And you enunciate yeah. every syllable of that. I, I would like to think I've gone through life taking a lot of shortcuts to get where I am. Now, this would bring me to something that I find very fascinating. Sure. Um, your background. Recently, we were in San Francisco. We did yes. a show there. And yes. you, uh, you... You grew up in Detroit, but you moved to San Fran. To start comedy. To, well, to just I moved, and then I started there. Right. Great city to... To do comedy in. Love it. For most, like, people that are successful. Yeah, yeah. Go back and go, oh, my God, I can't believe I did it here. But, like, you go back and you're still signing up for the same show. People Anyways. Know. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you were actually a salesman right. for copiers. Is this correct? So I knew when I wanted to do stand-up that I needed to make a living and earn money to pay rent in San Francisco. Now, most comics either worked at a Starbucks, they worked at a Chevy's, they did waitering gigs. I didn't want to do that. I wasn't that kind of guy. Right. So what I did was I started uh, doing work for a copier company selling Rico copiers. They were 
these big, big machines, Rico copier and fax machines. Well, I started there and I realized I was just awful at doing it, couldn't pick up the phone, was just embarrassing, had no motivation or anything to do any of this stuff. Right. I was almost on the verge of getting fired. I was so close to getting fired. And what I did was I knew I had to get the hell out before they fired me. I knew I had to quit before I got fired. So what I did was I took uh, a template. I I went online and I found a resume for a successful salesperson. (laughs) And what I did was I trumped up my resume so badly. Yeah. And I said I'd worked at that company, this company called Icon, for four years. Meanwhile, I'd been there two and a half months. I said I'd worked there for four years. I trumped up my sales numbers, saying that I increased revenue over this year, this year, this year, and this year, been to President's Club three times, been to Puerto Rico, all this other stuff, and then started <laughs> chopping it around. People who I met with were <laughs> what is, so what excited. What going to Puerto Rico have to do with anything? That was where I went for President's Club. Ah, okay. When you're top sales guy, that's you where I went You get the presentation at, at a sales Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, yes. okay. So I was going into these companies with this prestigious resume. They couldn't believe it. So every company I would go into shopping this thing around, they'd be like, oh, my God, this, this resume is so successful. And it's so weird because he dresses from Kohl's. <laughs> With the machine washable sport jacket? <laughs> yeah. So they'd be like, why do you want to leave? And every sales job that you go into that you're interviewing with, whenever they hear that another company is capping your quota where they, they're cutting you off at a certain level, mm-hmm. they love that because they're always going to tell you, hey, that's not going to happen at our company. I mean you're obviously making so much money for this company and they don't want you to make any more. Right. This is never going to happen here at Joe's company. <laughs> so that was always my line and they would never call the company because they were worried that you would start causing a riff with them so they mm-hmm. would hire you immediately. Now, here's the great thing about these sales jobs. They would hire you in at like an $80,000 a year base all expenses paid, everything done, right? They would give you so a out of the gates, eighty grand, eighty base. grand, and I would say this: start me off high for three months. Mm-hmm. After three months, I'm going to be killing it so bad on all commission. <laughs> you can pull me off of the base salary at month four. Yeah, I don't need your money. Uh-huh. I'm just going to be killing it so hard that you can take that money and shove it up your ass. I'm going to be doing all commission at this point. Give me a crutch. And then sit down in the front row. You're about well, to get rocked. Well, I knew at two and a half months, mm-hmm. I would be gone anyway. Because <laughs> the minute I would get hired, I would just yeah. start goofing off, going to the movies, screwing around. This, that, and they, the, all the companies would be like, hey, you know, what's going on? Why aren't you selling anything? Do you want us to come with you on these sales calls? I'd be like, guys, no, no, no. They don't want any interference. They want to deal with me. And then every company would say the same thing. Well, why, why do they – how do you even know that they want to buy our product? And I would say, guys, they, they don't care about your product. They want to buy from me. Like, I didn't even know what they were selling. Like, it was such <laughs> garbage. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I did this at every two and a half month mark where you would look at the sales board and everybody would have 25 grand, 25 grand. And I, it would say zero under my name every yeah. time. And at about the two and a half month mark when I was starting to get pressure from all the sales guys because the problem was I wasn't hitting my number. So the team bonus was screwed up. And then when you're not getting the team bonus and you're holding down the entire team, right. they're pissed at you. Right. There's only so many times you can goof around and be like, ah, I'm getting it. And then uh, I would quit right at the two and a half month mark, start shopping around that same original resume. Jesus and Christ. and there were literally years that I would have, I don't know, six W-2s that came into my house from different – I had different cell phone numbers, like all this stuff. And they, they, they never – track me down and it was funny because they would always say oh you know so many great salespeople. the minute they get hired and they start making money they go out and play golf and I'd be like guys I hate golf <laughs> and it was just I was giving them the bullshit that they wanted to hear right and I was making great money as a sales guy golf's not my game green is guys go- <laughs> there was there was a time where I had a job in San Francisco a work from home job and I was living in LA at the time are you I, serious I would fly up to San Francisco 
rent a car, yeah, and then meet my manager. And then there was a time when wait, Tom, because we were walking one day and you go, oh, that building, yeah, what was that story? Yeah, it's funny because I looked around and you know I, I remember I had so many jobs downtown. I was like, oh, I fucked over a company in this building on California, in this building on Montgomery <laughs> Street. And I remember there was a time when a boss came to visit me from San Diego, wanted to go on cold calls with me. Yeah. And one of the buildings I was supposed to have was 50 California Street, which mm-hmm. is a huge office building in San Francisco. And I remember we're walking down the street, and I remember my boss was like, hey, isn't that the building? And I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going there. We're going to walk there. And like, I had no idea <laughs> where the building scary. was. Like, literally, I had probably 100 clients in that building, yeah. and my boss was pointing out which building it was. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, no, I know. I was just going to go get a cookie here. You know what I mean? It was just such <laughs> bullshit. But I now, did that how for many, a long time. How many sales jobs did you actually hold over the course of your job? Uh, like your duration of- I'd say six or seven. And how many- How many things did I sell? How many, how many things did you sell? I will say this. Out of all the jobs that I ever had, out of all the jobs I ever had, I sold, when I worked for the copier company, yeah. I sold one like low, sold one? Low, low volume kind of a desktop copier. You know, something you'd see at 7-Eleven. Yeah. And I was walking around with like a strut, like I was the you know cock of the walk. Like I was just like walking around with my chest buffed out. And literally, I, I had I sold it on like the 29th day of the month. The guy called me up the next day. He's like, "You got to get this out of here. We don't want it." And I wouldn't tell my sales manager until the third, because <laughs> I knew the, the I knew there'd be a minus sign on the board. Yeah, Jesus, Gary, I did that for a long time. Yeah, and I remember one time I I was supposed to go down there. They were having a big party for our company. That a company I worked for, a company called CRL. I didn't even know what the hell they did. And I left. I just took off, and I said I had an appointment. And the, I came back the next day, and the guy said, "Where were you?" And I said, oh, "I had an appointment down in San Jose." And the guy said. How in the world could you have gone to an appointment on your own when you have, you have no idea really what we do? And I said, oh, I got to be honest with you. I may not know, but everybody's heard of your company. And we both <laughs> knew we were bullshitting each other, but he couldn't call me out on the fact that his company stunk. And right. I wasn't going to call. So he's like, all right, get out of here. Like, it was just really funny. Like, you know, he, he knew that nobody knew what his company was. Right, right. But he wasn't going to say, hey, there's, that's impossible. Jesus, Gary, you are a piece of shit. Yeah. Thank so, you. Uh, anyways. <laughs> So over the course of the three years that we did tour together, yeah, uh, while we worked on a show called Sullivan and Son, yep, um, I took you to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I'm from. Yes, and in Pittsburgh, um, there is a great radio station there called WDBE. Right, it's the big morning show. It's one of the last few markets in this country where people actually call in, listen. It's the Steelers' flagship station. Yeah. Uh, they talk a lot of Penguins. They look, talk Pirates. They talk anything current events. All things Pittsburgh, they they definitely cater to. So a few years ago, I, I brought you to Pittsburgh. Right. I introduced you to Bill and Randy. Uh, they are the hosts. And, uh, and you came on, and what happened? I had not met those guys before. Ever. No. So I went into their studio. <laughs> I went into the studio and literally acted as though I was the king shit of that <laughs> studio. I literally just took over, making fun of them, making fun of the fact they had no listeners, asking if they were going to do the school closings, uh, literally just not even – it was my agenda. Yeah. I, so I literally was shitting on them from the, and having nothing – I didn't know them, had no ties to them, had no reason to be shitting on them. Absolutely none. None. Absolutely none. I, but it was hilarious. Well, it was funny. It was... <laughs> it, th- th- there was that. Remember that second time where I I came charging in late. Remember where? You, you, oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, oh, you're tame this time, Cannon. 
Yeah, but then you brought out the fireworks. So so that's the backstory. We have on the line yeah. Bill Crawford, who's one of those hosts, and Ooh. we thought it'd be fun to walk down memory lane sure. with Bill Crawford. So so again, folks can get a taste of of Gary Cannon. So Oh, is Bill there? Uh Bill, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? Hi, William. Hi, Bill. What's up, Steve? What's up, Gary? How are you guys? Good. Good, good. This is literally our second episode. Yeah. This is the Gentleman's Dojo. And we're giving <laughs> everybody a little backstory on Canon because yeah. people may be familiar with at least my name or know of me. We'll get to that <laughs> later. Gary, I've done things. We do we do love coming to Pittsburgh though, because you do put butt in seat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The well, scary thing is that after... Guys. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be on the second episode. Yeah, oh, no. actually, you're a first guest, Crawford. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... I was so, ask you who the first guest was. I'm the first guest. This you are it. literally the first guest. Uh, it's so funny so, that Bill Crawford, who's in Colin radio... Ghost and Randy and Billy Gardell were all busy, or...? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everybody is on vacation still from 4th of July, right. or whatever it is. So, yeah. yeah. Sorry. But you, you, the, the great thing about you is that whenever I call, you always pick up. You're always looking for work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am permanently available. Yeah. Whenever Gary's phone rings, we know, well, that's not his agent. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so you're, you are... Uh, one half or one third, I should say, of the most popular radio show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Correct? Yes, I am. And that's, then... That's very kind of you to say, yes. What is your first... There's actually four of us. Four of us, I'm sorry. What is your first impression of Gary Cannon out of the gates when you met him? Um, he's a comedic honey badger. Um, <laughs> Gary gives zero fucks about anybody. He'll stick his head in a beehive, attack a king cobra, <laughs> eat a bald eagle's eggs, and he can't be hurt. You you can't save them. You just have to kind of play dead and hope that he moves on to somebody else. He's a little um, like, a, like a comedy the skunk. First, the, the first time we had Gary in the studio, I knew Gary. And yes. the thing is, is, Gary is, you know, off stage, off mic, is a, a sweetheart, but when when the mics come on, when the lights go on, he is a fucking ruthless serial killer, and Randy didn't know him, and he just starts gunning us down right away. You know, he asked us, you know, why we have a hotline, he said, you know, I called the regular number and got right through. He was asking us, like, what time Delilah was on, asking, he kept asking Randy what his name was to the point where Right. Randy cut his mic. It was like, you know, he was invited into a friend's house and he just took a shit in the foyer. <laughs> and he didn't even say, hey, can I open a window or, or I need a candle? It's just like, you deal with it. That was funny. I asked him, I said, what was your name again? Over and over again. Do you remember? I mean, and it's like, and it's, it's multifaceted. It's not like he just heckled us on our own radio show. I mean, anything I tweet, like I tweeted a picture of my daughters doing like a mic check a few hours before a show one time that I was doing at a resort, and Gary comments immediately, place is empty. You sure it's not already showtime? <laughs> I mean, just brutal. Gary does troll everybody. Everybody. So we go do this. You, you and I, Crawford, we go to Iraq. We go do a USO yeah. show. Doing something good. <laughs> we take a picture literally from the stage in front of 300 soldiers, 
And then Gary yeah. trolls me, and at the bottom of the picture, he comments, "Oh, I guess they're all celebrating you guys leaving." Right, right, right. I said this is the first. This is the first time soldiers are celebrating someone else leaving. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And, I mean, just crushed me. Remember when we were uh, we did Cleveland, uh, a beautiful club there, hilarities. He gets up there, just totally shits on the club. Then yeah. he introduces me right. by saying that I was huge on AM radio in Nebraska, <laughs> and I was a featured comic on all the Rosie O'Donnell crew. <laughs> 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 then after my set, he tells the audience that it was my first time doing stand-up right. and that I was a recent comedy class graduate. <laughs> and people were coming up to you, Bill, asking if you were. Like, they were like, great job. Yeah. Great That's job. That's what I was so pissed about is that it was so believable. Well, that's the thing about Gary is that he's such a piece of shit, <laughs> but the audience always has his back, even at the end. Like, oh, I'll yeah. do an hour-long set and, like, you know, get, like, applause breaks, and they're into it, and they're smiling, and they're laughing, and then Gary comes up at the end, and we do a little improv, and then I take a dig at Gary, and they're like, oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> he's, he's an asshole. The whole time, he right. He trashed you guys for 30 minutes. <laughs> Where are you I from? Know. The shitty it's, part of town? Oh, look at this guy. He's an Amber Alert. It's like, God. You just don't want to get... He's like Buscemi and Billy Madison. Like, I know that he has a list, and I don't want to be on it. You know, so I... <laughs> but it's I also... everybody who meets him feels that way. But it's also funny. It's like one-on-one. I remember you and I were having dinner one-on-one. was like, hey, what's going on? How's your wife? And all this other stuff. The minute somebody else sits down, burn you piece of shit. Oh, constantly. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Yeah, where's the letter, you hot piece of garbage? Right. You work on a new, you know, a new a new set, you piece of shit. Well, I'm even like, like Owen Benjamin, Owen Benjamin is the one guy I think from the tour that doesn't really respond to anything you text. Right. Yeah, he just ignores it <laughs> because he plays piano and he has a keyboard. Right. And any show we do, whatever, too. Yeah, if he had a keyboard, if you he he was, you know, he he didn't take it as well sometimes as the like he a little more sensitive, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Because I always yeah, said, if that, to me, in my experience, that only makes it worse. I mean, you gotta like turn into the skit, you know. Like you gotta, you gotta really go with it and hope he just moves on and just. I mean, I just laugh at everything. And here's the thing that's crazy, is that Gary's throwing 158 punches around and landing all of them. Like, <laughs> I've very rarely seen a hook or a jab that didn't land. That's... <laughs> So it's like, you know, it's like, it's funny, and then I end up thinking about it later, like, holy shit, that's true. Like, he, he just crushed me and, like, recorrected my course, like, I do need to get rid of that shitty letter. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that's one of my favorite closing bits. To, to give you fine folks a little background, Bill Crawford and I got to know each other in Pittsburgh, and there was a letter given to him in eighth grade by a girl yeah. who had a crush on you, and you went to an inner right. a school in the inner city, and you were, like, yeah. one of the only white dudes in your school. Yeah, and she was, uh, she was a, a crip. She's a crip and on top of that. The letter is just hilarious. There's, you know, gang writing in it. She's talking about how much she wants to bone me, and, you know, it's just, it's a ridiculous, it's the most ridiculous piece of paper I've ever read in my life, and so I But it's so great. And it's a, bring it's, it to the stage, but it's, you know, Gary just finds whatever it is that, you know, he sees, like, if he sees any kind of pattern, like, for me, it's the letter. For Owen, it's his keyboard. <laughs> it's a keyboard. You yeah. Know. 
For um, for me, it's that I worked on a drama on TBS for three years. And by the way, if people do want to see Bill perform the letter, he will be doing his annual show at the Pittsburgh Improv over Christmas. So you have that chance. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. So once a year, you can check him out doing stand-up. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. Your show should take yeah, callers, we Bill. Got, we, were, we were in town. I think it was a, one of the Sullivan and Son tours was in town. We were doing the Byam Theater. And uh, we were we were driving past a uh, an antique shop, and he said, "Oh, look, there's an antique shop. A med. Some of your jokes are probably." <laughs> and just like I mean, just nonstop barrage. And like I said, you know, they're all landing, and everybody is just sitting there. Just it's funny until it turns on you, you know. Oh, completely, yeah. But I mean, even then, it's so quick. You you, so all, you almost respect yeah. how quick Gary can be or is. Um, without a notebook. It's amazing that he pays rent Yeah, like d- in this field. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, well, Crawford, we love you. Thank you, bud. Thank you so much for calling in, buddy. No, it was my pleasure. And by the way, uh, to anybody uh, that's know, listening, if, the first if they want to follow you, where, you know, social media, what, is, what, is your, what are your handles here? Uh, DVE Bill Crawford, or they can just look me up on Facebook, Bill Crawford. Gary, anything? That's great. No, no, no. I mean, this is definitely going <laughs> to blow up your yeah, Twitter I'm, page. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get at least two or three followers. <laughs> Negative. <laughs> All right, Crawford. We love you, buddy. Thanks, bud. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, Bye Bill. By the way, Bye. Gary, we are at the uh, – we, we passed the 20-minute mark, and this is always your, your time this. to shine. So, yeah, please. I love this. Can I also say this, too? I'm very yeah. excited. Because uh, you brought it in this time. I, I know. I saw I know. what you brought in. You brought it in last time, too. But, but let me just say this. Uh, we – are very, very excited. I don't want to say too much because uh, you got an email. working out the details. You got but an email. Got an email. Somebody who we all know uh, is a big, big, big fan of the show. Heard Already out of the gates, which is kind of crazy. Heard our first one. We yeah. got a few emails from their manager. Yeah. And it's happening or it looks like it's going to be happening that they're going to be part of our third show. Well, that's awesome. This is going to be great. I but, mean, I – but I mean, you haven't even told me who it is. I won't but... say. And this person really hasn't done a whole lot of media. That's so this is going to be, yeah, yeah. The fact that this person will come in here is going to be pretty great. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so let's do this. I don't want to reveal too much. Yeah. Not many people know about this. So we decided for second show, let's bump it up a little bit. We are uh, giving away an Xbox. An are you Xbox? Me? No. Holy cow. With uh, awesome, an assortment of, I think, 12 games. Holy shit. Yeah. Really? Can yeah. I have it? No. We right. this for a listener. And uh, Xbox, yeah. 12 games, uh, all the setups, everything you need, all the hookups, all that stuff. And I think this is our second show, so let's do 16th Caller. 16th Caller? I don't know why I thought the second show was relevant 16? to the 16th Caller. I don't understand that either. But... All you got to do, 16th Caller, phrase that pays, phrase give it to pays. us. Walk away with the Xbox and 12 games. And last week was the Callaway Golf Clubs. Oh, my God. Which is pretty awesome. I saw those being shipped out when I left the studio last yeah. week. Yeah. Pretty I, sick. Yeah. Those were great. Now, 12th caller. No, 16th caller. I'm sorry. 16th caller. Yeah. Phrase that pays. Phrase that pays. Walk away with the Xbox. Xbox 12 games? Let me see. Hold on. Baker's Dozen. Hold on. 13. What? There's 13. I just <laughs> saw that awesome, other one. Man. Yeah. All right. It's going to be cool. Um, now, we live here in Los Angeles, and Love you it. told me something very funny that, that you know, we're accustomed to maybe seeing celebrities, meeting celebrities. Yeah. When you first moved here, <laughs> you, you wanted to meet Marla Gibbs from 227 well, and the Jeffersons. Sure. There's a great thing that goes on here in L.A. three, four times a year. It's the best. Have you ever been to one of these Hollywood shows? These things are awesome. Yeah. You want to explain what it is? A Hollywood show, they do it two, three, four times a year. It's like a high school reunion. 
for folks that were at one point big. Quite right. Yeah. Yeah. They do it at a hotel, usually near the airport. Mm -hmm. Uh, Years ago when I went to it, it was at an airport near uh, or was at uh, a hotel near the Burbank airport. And it's everybody like the cast of Good Times. It's the cast of Laverne and Shirley. They do a lot of very cool things uh, for different celebrities. Now, you pay to get in and then a lot of the celebrities will take a picture with you for free. Right. But a lot of them want you to buy some of their merchandise in order for you to take a picture, get an autograph. The last one we went to, Cato Caitlin was there. Dick Van Dyke was there. Right. Uh, I mean, it really runs from high end to kind of low end. Like the world's smallest man was there. Um, uh, who Dick Van Dyke was there. Uh, Tom Skerritt. I mean, there's so many different people. The cast of Laverne and Shirley was there. Cast of Three's Company. It's a very cool. If you're a TV buff, it's kind of like the Comic Con right. for for TV people. Were there any audience warm up like legends that were there? Let's see. No. Well, you make fun audience warm up. Let me just tell you this: a lot of here we go. Big guy. Okay, so uh, years ago, <laughs> I went to a Hollywood show. Maybe my first one. Okay. Got to meet Eddie Haskell, who was on Leave It to Beaver. Right. And I wanted to get a always picture. name dropping. Always name dropping. I want to get a picture with. Marla Gibbs, who was on the Jeffersons, 227, all this other great stuff. It was great. So I approached her table. There's nobody at her table. Right. Absolutely nobody at her table. I remember her table was empty. Christy McNichol. Oh, her... from Facts of Life? No. Christy McNichol was uh, oh, Little Darling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Who, yeah. She had her poster set up, everything. I was like, which one? I love she that She was movie. huge. Huge. Yeah. yeah. She was also on that show, uh, Full Empty Nest, something like that. With, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I went up to Marla Gibbs, and I said, hey, I would love to get a picture with you. She says, hey, I'm, I, there's you got to buy something from me first in order to get a picture. She has all of her headshots scattered on this banquet table right in front of us. How and many I, headshots does I Marla get? I would say eight or nine. There's a lot of them. From now, 227. Can Jefferson's. I ask you, how yeah. long have you been in this business? 15 years. You don't have one headshot. I have one headshot. You don't have any headshots, Gary. <laughs> I have a caricature. Have a ca- <laughs> he doesn't have a headshot. You wonder... Why are you Jesus, Gary? <laughs> Marla Somebody. Gibbs isn't working. She's got six. Eight. Fifteen, not one. Okay. Not, did you ever take a headshot? I did. I did Where have is a headshot. It? It's at home. I'm bringing it in. Jesus Christ. I'll sign it for Please you. post it online. I want to see it. So she is there, and she says, in order for me to get a picture with you, you need to buy something. And I, I, I was like, there's no way I'm buying this junk. What am I going to do with it? So I look at all the pictures. I said, I got to be honest with you, Marla. I have all of these headshots. <laughs> and she knows I'm lying. There's this weird tension in the air. So she sexual, (laughs) sexual tension. So she turns her back to me and she walks over to a briefcase and she pulls out a headshot and she's like, "This one just came out." And I looked at her and I said, "You're not gonna believe this." (laughs) I said, "I actually got that one on eBay a couple of days ago." And she gives me that great look that she would have given George Jefferson. <laughs> right. Like yeah. that sassy, like, yeah. don't be bullshitting It was a like a meme before memes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, don't bullshit a bullshitter. Right. She gave me the look. She t- turned her back and started putting her headshot back in the briefcase, and I just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no picture with, with her. You know who else was kind of a dick was uh, uh, Bernie Capel, who played the doctor on The Love Boat. He wouldn't just really? take a picture. Yeah. He seems like a. I think all those guys likeable, are just, no, amiable, no. They're all there to make money, so they're just not in the mood for passing out free pictures. I mean, they yeah. just don't want to do it. I mean, very few people are. I remember are the, th- very few people that are working are there in the first place. But you would be as a fan. Who who was the woman who was on Everybody Loves Raymond? What was her name? The older woman, Doris Roberts. Yeah, she was there, and I remember she walked in and she said, "Oh my God, look at this line. Is that for me?" 
and it was for uh, Van Dyke. Burt Ward and uh, the guy who played uh, oh Batman, yeah, Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. Oh, and sweet. they're like, no, it's not for you. And then she walked up and just sat at an empty table, oh. and nobody was around, and you could tell that she was pretty grumpy. It's really sad, actually. Kind of. I mean, yeah. you know, there's an article about it. It's, I mean, it's if you've never done it before, it's pretty great. You know, what yeah. I mean? to go see. These these B list celebrities out of their natural habitat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just like, you know. But waiting. how how depressing is it knowing you go there and you're like, wow, I never even had that. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Not true. It's around the bend, Gary. <laughs> uh, so I want to say something are. really nice oh, about right. you. Here though. we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would love. You know, we joke back and forth, but I'd love to say some nice things about you. And I think the uh, we are out of time. No, we're <laughs> <laughs> third episode. Big guest. Yeah, okay, so this is the second yeah. episode in the Third books. One. 30 minutes. We made it to the mark. We want to thank Bill Crawford out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. TV morning show, yep. TV morning show, love him. We'll be Gary, there New Year's Eve. We'll be there New Year's Eve. We'll yeah. be in Pittsburgh for New Year's Eve. Uh, Gary, thank you so much. This was a total blast. How'd you feel about the second Love show? it, love it. Well, I'm excited about the third one because you just don't know what I know yet. I don't know who this guest is going to be. I'm not dismissing this episode, which is fantastic. I'm just yeah. saying, I'm already thinking ahead to episode three. Can you give us a hint? I would. I'm just telling you that I'm not. I'm not even saying if it's a he or a she. Right. This person has not done. Has been in the news, but has not done a lot of media. Okay. Yeah, and uh, kind of under a little controversy cloud. It's right kind now. of funny because it's like people could describe you as a he or a she, a little, well, but not in the industry. And who knows? Maybe, maybe it's who people think it is too. Not a he or a she. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This could be very interesting. Well. well yeah. Listen well, to our third episode. Listen to the third. Yeah. We should we should title the third Menage a Third. <laughs> Where can people find you, Steve? Well, uh, as always, Steve Byrne Live, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And how about you, Gary? At Canon Comedy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you, America. Godspeed. And yes. we'll see you here for round three. Episode three. All right. <laughs>